In this video, I wanna show you how to continue crushing it with Facebook ads post iOS 14.5. So if you're running paid ads on Facebook, you're gonna to wanna to pay attention to this. Welcome to The Health Runner Show. My name is Uriel Kim. If you're a health practitioner or a coach looking to build a successful virtual health practice that allows you to help more people, make a lot more money, and enjoy a greater quality of life in the process, then this is the podcast for you to listen to. Let's dive in. Hey guys, what's going on? Uriel Kim here, CEO and founder of Health Runner. We help health professionals scale their businesses online. And a large part of how we do that is through Facebook ads. Now, <clears throat> personally for us, we spend multiple six figures a month in advertising on Facebook. Uh, so what I'm sharing with you here is like not a theory. It's stuff that we've tested. It's something that we deploy to our clients. And it's part of the reason why we're able to outspend, outlast, and outcompete most of our comp- uh, most of our competitors because we're simply ahead of the curve. Now, obviously, if you've been on planet Earth in the last year or so online, you've recognized that Facebook changed the way that it uh, collects data, if you will, from its users. And essentially with Apple iOS uh, 14 coming out, essentially what happens is, just to put it simply, normally before all this, Facebook pixel would be placed on your website. And that pixel would feed back data into Facebook to say, hey, this person became a lead, or a call booked, or a purchase, or whatever, on all devices. But then Apple said, no, we're not going to allow that to happen anymore. We're going to give the user the opportunity to opt out of that. And I believe it's like less than 13% of people have selected to continue seeing those ads, right? Like you can see, like, allow this website for this user to follow me around online. Most people choose no. So the challenge now is when someone lands from an iOS device, when someone lands on a website, and let's say they opted in for your, you know, your lead magnet, your webinar, the pixel communication is severed back to Facebook. So that means that you don't really know what's happening, right? Facebook ads manager will show you one thing, but the reality might be something very different. And that's basically what's been happening over the past year. So my dog is scratching at the door. I'm going to let her sit out there and I'm just going to get slightly annoyed, but I'll make the best to focus here for the next couple minutes. Okay, so here are four things you want to consider with that like evolution on Facebook, right? There's a lot of people who freaked out and they're like, ah, oh, Facebook doesn't work anymore. And the reality is they're just not good enough to evolve to learn how to use Facebook properly. So I don't want that to happen to you. So I'm going to share a few things here that I think are important. Okay, so number one is you can't solely rely on the Facebook pixel any longer. So if you have, you know, the, the pixel across all of your web pages, it basically doesn't do much anymore. You have to have at the very minimum, you have to be tracking um, the, the AP, you have to be using an API. So basically what's happening is you have website events and then you have server side events, right? So the pixels picking up like the website stuff and then you have server side events, which is far more complicated for me, even, for me to even explain. But just understand that the server side tracking is what you need moving forward. Now, Facebook offers something called Conversion API, CAPI, CAPI, whatever you want to call it, which kind of does this, but we've actually tested it and it's not close to 100% attribution, although nothing ever is 100%, but it's not really accurate based on having tested this with multiple clients. So... There are other solutions out there. One company that we use is called Stape.io. And over the last couple of weeks, we've seen our data almost match up perfectly 
um, in terms of what we see in our CRM versus what Facebook is showing us. And now that data is kind of self-correcting inside the ads manager, which gives us a lot more confidence in terms of making decisions. But even before that, we had a slight advantage because we were using Hyros. If you're spending a lot of money on Facebook and you're not using Hyros or Segmetrics, like, what are you doing? Like, it's crazy. Like, if I were not able to, if I weren't using Hyros over the past year, I would not be able to make good decisions with our ad spend because Facebook would say, hey, you have five calls booked and Hyros is like, actually, you got one. Or Facebook would say, you have five calls booked for this ad, but the reality is that I got seven calls booked. Huge discrepancies, right? So you can't solely rely on the pixel anymore. You have to be tracking server-side API-based conversions, okay? Now, I know that's super technical, but I'll just keep it there, okay? Second thing is build your lookalike audiences. You may have seen this if you're advertising on Facebook and you have an ad set set up with audiences chosen or audience chosen, and all of a sudden you get this setup error warning. You can't target these people because some of these detailed interests are disappearing or have disappeared. This has been very, very prominent in the health space. Again, a lot of people are like, oh my God, Facebook doesn't work. I can't target people anymore. You just don't know how to target people. That's it. So listen, we currently have three ad sets that we've set up for health professionals in the past couple of weeks that were valid and now we're getting setup errors because slowly but surely they're chipping away at, oh, this person like the Journal of Physiotherapy. Like you can't target that interest anymore because we've removed it from Facebook or, uh, you know, a year ago, you could target Dr. Oz. Now you can't. So all these very specific interests where Facebook is essentially getting to, we don't want you to be able to target people specifically around health conditions, right? They don't, Facebook doesn't want us to know that specific users have specific issues or ailments because they don't want, that's just the way it is, right? So how do we get around that? Number one is you have to understand that your lookalike audience has become huge. So lookalike audiences are essentially like you have an email list. You can add it to Facebook, tell Facebook, create a lookalike of my emails. Uh, So if I've got 5,000 people or 10,000 people or 50,000 people on an email list, upload that as a CSV. You go into ads manager, audiences, choose create lookalike, and Facebook will match the profile of those thousands of people into a lookalike, right? So people like them. And it'll give you audience sizes of several million, depending on if it's a lookalike audience of 1%, 5%, 10%, whatever. Okay, I'm not gonna get into the technicalities of how to set this up. There are tons of videos on YouTube about how to set up a lookalike audience. And quite honestly, I don't spend a lot of time in tactics with you. I talk high level, okay? That's that's really where you have to focus. The tactical stuff is simple. So lookalike audiences are very important. So if you have an email list of several hundred people or more, upload it. Second thing, if you have a client list of several hundred clients, upload it. The closer you get to the ultimate conversion, like if you've got 500 active clients or 500 clients who've paid you over the last couple of years, upload those people into Facebook, create a lookalike audience from those clients. Facebook will find people who are like the people who paid you money. Really powerful, okay? You can do lookalike audience for people who visited your website. Um, lookalike audience for people who've engaged on your Facebook posts or your Instagram stuff. Uh, if you've got videos running on Facebook, uh, look like audience to people who've watched half or 50% of your videos. So you can, like any custom audience you create, another custom audience would be leads. So add to webinar or lead magnet, they opt in, that's a lead. Tell Facebook, I want you to find people, create a look like audience for leads over the past 90 days. 
So it's going to find people who are like the people who've opted in over the past 90 days. So all of a sudden now you have all these great lookalike audiences. And here's the thing. Interest targeting is great. But what we have found is that our lookalikes typically perform about 40 to 50% better. So if we're paying whatever, 50 bucks uh, cost per lead with interest-based targeting, we'll pay about 30 bucks. Again, obviously there's a lot of variation, but 30 to $35 with lookalikes. Now this may be different for your you know, specific niche, your offer, your audience, et cetera. But lookalikes are a very, very powerful way to overcome the pruning of specific audiences on Facebook. Okay. Third, track your metrics across two platforms. Facebook is going to show you whatever. Let's say you got 50 leads yesterday. Do you have 50 leads in the specific email autoresponder for that funnel? You want to check your CRM. So if you're using, we use Entreport, if you use ActiveCampaign, Entreport, MailChimp, whatever, on a daily basis, okay, if you're a serious investor in your business, we track, I'll just show you what we do. So every single day we track our total ad spends, our total number of leads that Facebook tells us, total number of leads that show up based on what Hyros tells us, and total number of leads in that specific funnel based on what we see inside Entreport. Now, before we started using server-side tracking, it would be like 50% off. So Facebook shows 100 leads. We're like, oh my God, our ads are killing it. Entreport, 50. Oh, we're paying double than we thought we were. Big problem. Now we're almost at 100%. So if Facebook says you have 100 leads, Entreport is about 100 leads. And now it's like, nice. So that's the importance of server-side tracking because what's going to happen is when you have that attribution, those conversions feeding back into Facebook, you start to train the algorithm to find the right people for your offers. So anyways, uh, you have to track your metrics across both platforms. And if you are using cost per lead, cost per call booked, cost per client generated, et cetera, you have to use the data from your CRM. Use the ad spend from Facebook, right? So if you spend $1,000, Facebook will tell you $1,000. That's the most accurate data Facebook is going to give you. But if you're, use, if you're like, what did I pay per lead? Facebook tells you you're paying 10 bucks a lead. You can't trust that. You have to double check. You have to cross-reference that against the number of leads in your CRM. If your CRM is, let's see, you spend a thousand bucks. If your CRM says you have 200 leads, Facebook is telling you you have 300. You have to go with what's actually in your CRM. Those are the actual people. Jane Doe, you know, Joe Blow, emails. Like those are the people that are actually receiving your emails. So Facebook says thousand divided by 300 leads, which ends up being whatever, $3.33. You're like, hold on, I actually have 200 leads. So 1,000 divided by 200 is, I can't even do the math here, um, <laughs> four and a half dollars, right? Something along those lines. If my math is way off, it's, it's crazy. You have to go based on what the CRM is showing you because that's where the people are. Cool. And number four and finally is this is just a reminder of how important messaging is. The words in your ads, and I, and I shot another video about this on YouTube, of the equation is creative. On Facebook, 80% of the equation is creative. It's your your text, your your ad copy, and your image. And it's very important as audiences continue to be pruned, Facebook is moving away from granular insights into specific interests, if you will, into higher level. So before where you could target, you know, 
Dr. X, Dr. Oz, da, 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 da. Now it's like health and wellness. So we're moving up to a much more general broad category, but it's a huge opportunity because I have always, always told my clients for the past six, seven years, the holy grail of Facebook advertising is broad targeting with great messaging. If you dial in, your, if, you, if you went broad, right? Let's say your audience is women 30 to 50 in the US and Canada, no interest. That's what I'm talking about with broad. You're targeting all women in the US and Canada 30 to 50 and you let your ad copy, the messaging, work its magic. If your messaging is dialed in, you'll get people converting. And the more you do that, Facebook's algorithm is going to kick in and do miracles for you. When you go broad, you're going to be targeting tens, maybe hundreds of millions of people in some cases. But the beautiful thing now is that Facebook is moving away from granularity to more generality. So when you can target broad, you can't target broad if you have a very, very specific niche. Like we've tested broad with Healthpreneur. Some of it's worked, some of it not so much because we're helping health professionals build their virtual business, like not even their brick and mortar. It's a niche within a niche. It's already a niche, not general mass market appeal. If you're targeting weight loss, energy, like skin issues, anything that would affect a human being, broad audience selection is amazing to test those. But your messaging has to be dialed in. It's the number one problem I see is if our clients are paying too much for a lead, I'm like, cool, your campaign's set up properly. The issue is you need better ads. You need better copy. You have to understand your audience. You have to be able to think about multiple different ways of getting in front of people, different hooks, different leads, different like, and this takes time. This is something we spend a lot of time with our clients on because, you know, uh, with how we help our clients building on a perfect client pipeline, it's a four-step process that basically automates your client's acquisition. But again, like, the automation comes through through Facebook advertising. You're not going to hit the hit a home run with one ad, although some of our clients had, but it's a very small percentage. You have to test multiple ads, image variations, and then you see what works and you pause, kill whatever doesn't. So it's a skill that you have to practice. And it's one of the things I recommend our clients do every single day, right? One ad every single day. What? I don't want to become a copywriter. I'm not a marketer. Well, you're not. Like it's about learning how to put a message in front of the right people. Because I promise you, it's way better, way better than spending the same amount of time to post some shit on Instagram that is going to see the light of day for 24 hours, or maybe it's on your feed and no one sees it. You spend the same amount of time, 30 minutes, let's call it, and you write one story, one ad, one type of message, which could also be repurposed as an email and social post. And you just learn how to craft a message that moves people to action. The more you do it, the repetition you put in is going to turn you into a friggin' weapon. And when you have ads that are running, even when you're sleeping and converting people who've never heard of you into prospects and paying clients, you'll see the power of what I'm talking about. Okay. But Again, it comes down and it's always been about messaging and even more so now moving forward, it's always about messaging. Your messaging has to be dialed in. You're not going to build an amazing blog with one article. You're not building an amazing YouTube channel with one video. You're not going to become a prolific, highly profitable business using Facebook ads to advertise 
with one ad. I write, like, I've written thousands of ads over the years. We have a copywriter who helps, uh, we've got copywriting coaches, but in, in like in-house, you know, we have a copywriter on our team who does a lot of our ad creative, but I still write ads. I keep the sword sharp. It is such an important skill. I would say it's the number one skill, copywriting, the number one skill you have to develop if you want to build a very successful business online. If you think you're going to hire someone for $1,000 a month to write some ads and run your ads for you, you are crazy. Save your money. No one worth, like, (laughs) if you're looking for someone to run your ads, run them yourself. And I can tell you from first-hand experience of working with four different agencies, I've produced the best results, even if, you know, even though these agencies are some of the best in the business, because no one cares about your business as much as you do. When you are spending your money, you're going to pay attention to what you're doing. When other people are spending your money, you know, it's no big deal. So anyways, those are the four, four ways to continue crushing it on Facebook ads in spite of iOS 14.5. And if you're worried about Facebook becoming more challenging, you just have to get better, right? As Jim Rohn famously said, don't wish for things to be easier, wish for you to be better. So that's what this is all about. It's about evolving, it's about learning, it's about continuing to stay ahead of the curve so that you can outlast everyone else who's freaking out and leaving Facebook, which is amazing for people like yourself and me, you and me, who love Facebook advertising because it is such a godsend in terms of, think about it, you put a message in front of people who never knew you existed, and in a couple days, they're working with you. Like, it's it's amazing, okay? So, that's the deal. If you found this helpful, you know what to do. Give it a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. I look forward to seeing you in the next video. Check out my other videos in the meantime. Tons of good stuff to help you get more clients and grow your business online. Ciao, guys. If you've enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the Healthpreneur Show podcast. And while you're there, I'd really appreciate it if you left a five-star rating or review if you feel it merited that. At the same time, if you'd like to connect with me, the best place to do so is on Instagram. You can find me. I am at Health printer and be sure to tune in and subscribe to our youtube channel on youtube just search health printer and you'll find all of our great videos there as well that's all for today i appreciate your time and your attention keep doing the meaningful work that you are doing and i look forward to seeing you in the next episode